cool, yeah, no worries. Okay, so you were saying before UK students go to university, they do what you call A-levels, which are like the national exams. Absolutely, yeah. So it's a two-year course uh, that the students kind of can then specialise in what they want to train towards university level. Uh, so for us uh, in Cambridge, uh, we uh, I'm from a college called Cambridge Regional College, and uh, I'm, I'm the head of the games development course. Uh, and so what we did was five years ago, um, I was seeing this trend that students they're, they're specialising, but they're never actually proving they can do something. It's all hypothetical situations. So the idea was five years ago, start a games company with the learners, uh, and actually rather than taking the uh, say they might do a bit of business study they might do a bit of programming a bit of art it was never coming together as one final piece so i took one day a week at their timetable and said let's run a games company actually get teams build a game let's release them uh, so that's where rising games came from was actually working towards uh, the students can build gay, uh, mobile apps for android and for ios uh, and so i teach them one day a week not just how to specialize in a certain skill but run a games company uh, so manage it from everything from media, the PR, everything to do with that. And then manage teams, specialise in their teams and produce products for release. So they see that full cycle uh, of, a, of a production and getting it to that final stage of releasing the game as well. So yeah, it's quite fun. <laughs> and why do you say that? Like what about the, what brought you into Rising Games or into video games in general? Uh, for me, my, well my background is, uh, <laughs> I used to be a professional musician. I used to tour around uh, in signed acts. Uh, what was the name of your group? Uh, I used to be in a band called uh, The Mono Effect. Never really got huge, <laughs> but supported the Foo Fighters and bands like that, which was, you know, Biffy Clyro, that was good fun. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of touring with big bands. Uh, myself, personally, never got that, that big, but, you know, been nice. Uh, but when I was at university, I studied uh, audio technology, so programming for uh, audio engines. And uh, five years ago, the college approached me and said, well, do you know how to teach games development? And it was a natural progression for me the audio, the visual, every coming together there. Uh, so yeah, that's how I kind of ended up doing it. But the business side of things, because of music, running bands, managing bands, product development, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I and, and can you tell me a little bit, like what kind of, given it, can you talk about some of the stories behind like the apps that the kids have created and talk about those products? Yeah, basically, I mean, three years ago was our first time exhibiting in E3. Uh, it was a case that we wanted to come over as a trip, but I felt, the final thing they're building these games I want the students to be able to release them commercially on the large scale obvious choice for us was E3 it was kind of like that it worked well for the end of the educational calendar as well so it was a great point to work towards uh, so three years ago we built our first uh, we had four games built by the students for Android and Apple uh, we made our way over around the stool uh, had a fantastic response which was weird we didn't expect it at all uh, so tell me about that response like what about it were you like that's amazing yeah I mean because uh, at the time the the only option was for us that we would have to spend about twelve thousand dollars on a stool which wasn't possible uh, but there was the option of this mobile stool which was great uh, it was new that year uh, and that year we got over here and we had literally uh, we had unity came over uh, which obviously is a software engine for games uh, they came over and they were saying oh if all the games been built with unity I was like no something else and they basically kitted us out with unity for free at the college uh, they're uh, unbelievable Sony PlayStation came over uh, and that de developed links now for us with Sony PlayStation that they're endorsing us on the course uh, they're giving us a developer license so not only now Apple and uh, Google or Android uh, we now also uh, got a PlayStation development license so we're working towards Apple's uh, PS Store development games uh, from there it's, 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 it's grown all kinds of areas uh, ARM technology so ARM they do 95% of the world's mobile technology the processors inside so for example here today Samsung uh, they're showing off the Galaxy uh, S7 
that's pioneering uh, a new API in there, which is called the Vulcan API. Uh, but that, that company, Arm, that make that, uh, they're working with us, giving us the mobile technology. They, they come in and do talks with the students. It's just phenomenal. Uh, just through that case of us going, okay, well, let's take it a step further. Let's, let's run a company. Let's get the students to see the full product from concept to release. Uh, and it's just opened up doors for us. Uh, it's been amazing. Last year, uh, E3 did a fantastic uh, page spread on us in the E3 Insider magazine, uh, which last year was amazing. Yeah, literally walking around different areas and people just flooding over uh, just because of the... I don't know. I think people are shocked. 16 to 18 year olds can build and release computer games. Uh, they don't expect it. And why did you focus on 16 to 8 year olds? I mean, even beyond like the A level, that's a natural gap. Like, why that age group? Uh, it's just the age group that the college in the UK teaches. Uh, it's a 16 to 18 year old course. Uh, I mean, we do get students of an older age come. Uh, they might they might go through university and then change their career path, and they come back and restudy with us. Uh, but by nature of the education system in the UK. 16 to 18 year olds are normally coming to college level and then go on to university from 18 plus. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just it's just the way it works out in the education system. Um, gosh, I had a question. Um, are you guys a privately held company or is it owned by a university and a subsidiary of like a local university? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's a public thing. Uh, so the colleges in the UK are public funded. Uh, so students come and uh, they just enroll onto the course. Uh, and if it's their first college course, uh, the, 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 the education's free for them. So they just come and do two years on the course, all paid for by the government. Uh, and that's when they go to university and then they have those university fees that they pay for in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> and so even beyond like being linked with PlayStation and other huge companies about the technology, does that does that relationship also lead for your students like to go get jobs at those companies? Yeah, yes, it does. Uh, what's really nice is... Um, I'm developing links with these big games companies who are coming in and doing... Uh, we send the students all the time to go do QA testing on a very small level with the games companies. So we do that regularly once a month. Uh, so the, the games companies gain from that, which is fantastic. But at the same time, our students get some work experience in there, which really helps them. Uh, beyond that, uh, that link we've created with the games industry that they know what the students are doing, once they've gone through university and they have developed those higher level specialist skills that they've studied, uh, then the games companies, we're starting now to see a trend of our learners coming out of university the other side and getting employment because of that trust that they know with rising games. Uh, on a very small scale, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're a tiny little college in the UK. You know, we're nothing huge. We're not like some kind of uh, massive thing uh, in the UK. Uh, we're just trying to break the mold of the education system and sort of real-world skills, real-world application of what they're learning, rather than hypothetical situations. And it's, it's working. It's, it's getting there. In the UK, they're starting, they're starting to sort of recognize what we're trying to do. Yeah. Well, tell me about those challenges. It sounds like there's something that is either like holding your back or like there are things that you'd like to change. Um, I think, it, well, in the UK, mostly, uh, the thing that holds us back is uh, it's more government changes towards education. Uh, so we find all the time that uh, just recently with the new government that we have in the UK uh, with the Conservatives, they, they're more pushing people towards A-level or actually just going straight into employment and doing apprenticeships, uh, which is fine for certain areas of workforce areas, uh, but within the gaming industry, you can't just turn up at a games uh, company at 16 and you know they, they don't know how to do 3D modeling or how to be programming at such a deep level that the games companies require. So there isn't the jobs for them to go and get apprenticeships at games companies. It's impossible. So the battle I'm getting is the government saying cutting back on funding for colleges. So reducing the potentiality of us funding our course to keep it going. 
and then saying send your students to a games company to get an apprenticeship the games company's going well they're not at the skill level we want they need to go through university so that's kind of a constant battle i'm always facing uh which is hard but i just keep trying to jump up and down and scream and hopefully get heard and hope you know someone up in the powers that be in the uk government kind of you know recognize that the way they're trying to move people doesn't work it's creating an elitist education system but that's the problem we face in the uk uh, so yeah it's a bit hard <laughs> how many students uh, are at rising games at any one time uh about five years ago before we started the games company we started off with about 15 students in a year group uh, over two years so we'd have 15 in year one 15 in year two uh since running the games company and the success we've been having by doing this uh we're up to now roughly about 65 students in a year in uh, over two years it's it's grown phenomenal uh and students are traveling from uh, all over the uk relocating themselves from all over the country and living out of home uh they're leaving their parents home and living in the in cambridge from age 16 on their own or in a home share situation uh and oddly we are now starting to get i'm getting a lot of applicants actually from america <laughs> kind of wanting to come overseas and study which is really interesting the other day i literally had someone uh coming to me uh about uh wanting to come and develop a link from uh all kinds of areas around the usa it's unbelievable and i'm sort of okay well we can <laughs> we, you know, of course you know more the merrier um so yeah it's, it's growing it's growing and growing <laughs> and uh can you describe to me a little bit of like the video games industry in the UK? Like I'm vaguely familiar with it in the US, but I'm sure it's super different. Uh, well, uh, the games industry in the UK, uh, we're very lucky in Cambridge particularly. Uh, Cambridge is quite a hub of the games industry. We've okay. got companies like uh, Frontier, who did Elite Dangerous, massive game, uh, flight simulator, uh, or space flight simulator. Uh, we've got uh, Sony Gorilla, who are here this year with Riggs, which is absolutely fantastic. It was a big part of the Sony uh, conference the other day. Uh, we've got uh, Jagex, RuneScape, uh, which is one of their massive titles. And all these games companies are actually about five minute walk from where I teach, which is phenomenal. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so in, the, in Cambridge alone, it's a bit of a technical excellence hub for the gaming industry and armor there anyway as well, who do the mobile technology. So that's really good. We've also got uh, Ninja Theory, uh, literally about 10 minutes away from the college. Who? Uh, Ninja Theory did uh, Devil May Cry. Uh, so they took, they worked with Capcom and did the, the, the rebranding of the Devil May Cry series. Uh, so yeah, it's about four or five massive companies in Cambridge alone. Uh, and then we've got see, Sony PlayStation, obviously part of the European uh, commitment, huge. Uh, Game Maker Studio for the engine side of things. They're, they're based up in Scotland, uh, which is really good. They're in Edinburgh. Uh, so it's there's a lot I think uh, there's a lot of good movement happening in the UK for the games industry we've had a tax rebate now so uh, there's a tax break for games companies that, so they don't have to pay taxes which is really good do you know why that is? Where did that come from? Uh, just to encourage the creativity in the UK because uh, of this technical excellence they want to keep uh, keep the UK moving forward in the games industry right. it's kind of the government is recognising that the games industry is a very uh, a very powerful part of the UK economy at the moment uh, we're exporting staff uh, or employees from the UK uh, all around the world uh, we've got a really good export of, of staff and talent which is really really good is that happening at rising games as well or is, are you talking more generally uh, more generic yeah more gen generic from people that studied gaming in the UK uh, yeah and, and it's just there's lots and lots of stuff uh, so there's a lot of funding as well the government have put aside to help people either independent developers get started which they're kind of giving away you know good good fifty thousand pounds per project to help them develop a game that they're working on uh and, and helping smaller companies to medium-sized companies so there's 
yeah, the games industry in the UK is very, it's very positive future at the moment. It's looking really, really good. Yeah. That's surprising that you would say that, that there's a lot of government funding for the gaming industry, but you're running, you yourself are running up against like government regulation and cutting funding for students. How do you square that? Like, why, why is that the case? Uh, I, do you know what? I really don't, I couldn't say. I wish I could answer that one. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it is very much uh, opposite poles to each other as to what they're trying to do. Um, I don't know. I think, well, mostly, obviously, I, I, the most common answer to that would be the UK trying to save money. Uh, that's the biggest one that they're trying to do. The government's just trying to save money in the education system. They don't want to prop up colleges. Uh, they'd rather people go down private education with A-levels or, as I said, pushing people into these apprenticeships where really the, uh, the company, the, com the private company is paying for the students to be trained and learn uh, the skill, like, for example, like I say, like a supermarket wanting to train up, say, like marketing uh, employees, they take them on, they pay for their education, and then they benefit directly from that learner in their company and keep a hold of them. So, yeah, it's a real contrast. Like you say, they are. They're, they're pumping a lot of money into the games industry as a profession, but then the education side of it, they are backlashing against that. It's, 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 they're working in opposite ways to each other. So, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah, and with like recent news from Britain, like the Brexit may or may not happen super soon, will that affect you guys? Um, I think it could actually a lot, because uh, in Europe, uh, there is uh, we get a lot of students coming from, for example, for us, Poland. Well, I actually have a lot of students come from Poland. Do you know why that is? Um, Poland's got a very strong gaming industry. Very, very. There's a lot of massive companies in Poland for the games industry. Uh, yeah, it's really it's, it's very strong companies. Uh, I've on my course alone, currently with me on this course here, uh, the second years are with me. I've got about three students that relocated from Poland specifically to come and study on the course with us. Uh, so if we do have a, the Brexit and people do choose to leave, I'm not sure how that will affect us. Uh, this costs maybe the students to come and study and relocate, maybe not even get into the country which is, that is detrimental. At the same time, we are, we're obviously we're exporting students elsewhere as well to go and study other courses around Europe uh, for university. So yeah, it is a worrying thing. I, I think Brexit is a worrying situation for us. And I, I'm not too convinced by it yeah. <laughs> at all, <laughs> at all, <laughs> so yeah. And do you yourself consider, your, do you consider yourself like a gamer? Do you have a favorite game? I'm rubbish at gaming. <laughs> I'm really? awful, I'm terrible at gaming. <laughs> My gaming started in, I got the NES when I was uh, about five years old, 1985, 85, 86. I, my first console was a NES. Uh, before that, I had an Acorn Electron, which was fantastic, the BBC Acorn Electron. Uh, so Mario, Duck Hunt, <laughs> going into the Mega Drive, you know, sort of Altered Beast sort of era. I'm fine at that. Anything beyond that, <laughs> I am awful. <laughs> so it's a constant mockery of the students that I can't play computer games. I was do you ever play your students in games and they just like trounce you? Yeah, I can't do them. <laughs> I can't play them. <laughs> Can you play your students' games, the ones that they make? No, I'm terrible. Really? <laughs> I'm really bad. I can build games, can't play them. <laughs> so how do you recognize if a student has done like good work if you don't really know how to like interface, like go through the game kind of yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand the process obviously of what should go into it and uh, you know, obviously the production. Uh, I mean, I teach students how to produce a title from start to finish. The methods, what should go in it, the theory behind a game. I mean, all that's there. Uh, but I just get them to play it. Right. <laughs> so I can test it that way. <laughs> oh, nice. That's hilarious. And what, why, how do you choose the students that are here with you today? Uh, no choice. Uh, they literally, uh, it's, they want to come, they can come. Uh, so we do not, if they want to be able to come here, we do not discriminate which ones can come. Uh, we open it up to all of them. Uh, and 
Today we've got, uh, well for E3 this year, we've got 32, 33 students with us. Wow. Yeah, 33 students I think in total. Wow. Last year we brought 25, uh, the year before that I think it was roughly about the same number. So every year you know, it kind of grows on the amount of numbers of students that want to come. Uh, you know, some choose not to, uh, that's fine, that's fair enough. They choose to stay back and do other things that they may have in personal life sort of situation. But yeah, 33 students running around LA at the moment, all with Rising Games t-shirts on. It's <laughs> scary for me. <laughs> yeah, and what do you see your students like gaining from coming to see like all of this spectacle? Uh, it's they yes they get the fun out of coming to here and seeing what it's like and it's a one-off experience more than likely uh, if they do go get a job in the games industry i know i know personally from working with sony gorilla uh the odds of them actually getting to go with their own company if they're employed very slim they don't get to go uh, they fight for places in the games company uh so the chance they get to come here this is a very unique experience for them uh yeah and the, it's not just about them building that game releasing it it's actually the soft skills that doesn't get taught within any course, and that's uh, uh, being able to network, to be able to communicate with someone, to be able to talk, explain something clearly, uh, how to kind of sell a product. And I mean, that's what's really important. Uh, yeah, this is teaching the students by running this stool how to, how to bring someone over. Why don't you try and come play this game? What it's all about? Why are we doing this? And so it's those soft skills are really, really important. You know, uh, and that's, there's no courses that really teach that. But you can embed it with something. And that's what the industry, I find, uh, especially in the UK, any, any trade area of the UK is saying, yeah, we've got people coming to us, they've got the skill level, but they can't communicate with any member of that team. They can't stick the deadlines. They don't know how to do a deadline, how to work within a team uh, and communicate. And that's such a crucial thing they need to learn how to do. Uh, and the industry, any industry in the UK that I'm hearing or, you know, I was talking to the LA Film and TV School, they were saying the same thing earlier. They were saying, yeah, soft skills. How are we teaching soft skills? Uh, and it's important. We need people to be able to work together and communicate. Uh, it's so crucial. But that's what this gives them as well. Coming here. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell me, like, can you tell me one a story or two about when you've seen a student like really blossom into their soft skills, like at E3? Yeah. Oh, uh, play every year. We see it every year. The students come very nervous. They're always very nervous, very anxious. I mean, mostly they're worried about their games because. It's, not, it's more than not, it's their first game they've ever built uh, and they've released it to the commercial market. And these are like, and there are giants out here, yeah. Absolutely, and it scares them, it does scare them. I mean, and that's the point of Rising Games, it's like, I'm kind of almost like that little bit of a shield for them, that I'll take the brunt, you guys celebrate and enjoy what you've done, uh, you know, and, and Rising Games is like that little safety net for them. So they do come scared, they are nervous, uh, but once they get here and they realize that they're amongst uh, not they're amongst peers as such. Yes, they're people they're aspiring to want to be like in the industry, and they're getting. But as soon as that first person comes over from, say, like Warner Brothers, and says, "Oh, can I play your game?" They all of a sudden realise, "Hang on, there's not. They're a human being. There's no difference. Uh, they're not some kind of godlike figure uh, in the games industry, which they do view them as, you know. Uh, and they do open up. They realise they can talk to people." Uh, and they, they kind of build that relationship with someone and that how to kind of communicate. So every year we see it. Uh, and even with learners, with extreme, say, learning uh, or social abilities as well. So you get people with autism who really can't read facial expressions. We start to see them as well communicating beautifully. Uh, last year I had one student, literally he had the flyers for the games company and he was running around bringing people back to the stall which was a very weird moment. Normally people come to your stool, but he was actually fishing people around the crowd and saying, come see my games company, come play my game. And he was bringing them back in waves, which was very unique, but the people didn't seem to mind. So that was great. <laughs> and has anything ever gone like drastically wrong in E3? Like as people have come up and said like, 
your game is not good or you, I don't know, kind of on a logistical level, like you lose a student or something? So far, no. It could still happen. Uh, but more than not, I think the gaming community can be very harsh. There is a lot of harshness out there. But more so, I think, over the internet. If there's not a physical presence of someone, they can get away with more. But here, I find we've more often than not had people coming back with uh, useful criticism. And that's what's been nice for the students. They've, they've built this game and then someone's given them feedback that they can take away. And they respond well to that. Yeah, and someone who's like not their teacher. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's important. You know, uh, we've had people kind of, you know, giving them advice on levels when they're not, not necessarily the industry. It was just an attendee here who's... Uh, maybe working in say like a sales or something for I don't know sort of a cloud storage but they're giving them response and they're giving them that useful feedback that really helps them to go away uh, and it's, it's, it's put in a very good method of having kind of being fed back to them so yeah so far nothing negative nothing really bad uh, is obviously there's still that possibility it can happen but it is a learning experience how that's part of the soft skills learning you know how would you manage something like that how do you accept it communicate with that person accept their opinion but take your own view on it as well so yeah, pretty, pretty useful yeah and have you mentioned like the inter the gaming community's like internet harshness have your students ever had a run-in with that uh, I don't know personally whether they have I mean uh, I, I know a lot of people who do work uh, in uh, the gaming PR area so maybe like the YouTubers and so on and so forth uh, a friend of mine uh, she used to run a TV show in the UK that was basically uh, about gaming uh, and she received absolutely horrific sexual harassment uh, on Twitter and so on and so forth so I've got friends who have experienced it firsthand and uh, in the end kind of been able to start very huge media campaigns in the UK to try and stamp out this trolling that we do get uh, whether it's just being pure nasty or whether it's sexual harassment yeah so we do get it the students are very savvy they do understand when it goes on they're very aware of it uh, I think it's, it's a very small minority of the gaming community that's like it though it's, it is a minority but like everything I suppose you know yeah but they're more I think people are easy they're quicker to do it if they can't be seen if it's their virtual presence yeah typical <laughs> well are there any are there any things that I like haven't asked about or anything you think is that we've missed and we're not talking about that's really important uh, I think the most I think the most important thing what what I'm trying to do with Rising Games, which is it's not insular to just what I do at the college. I'm trying to roll this out across the world. That's what I want to do. Um, it's about getting the industry to open their doors and work with a younger generation. It's one thing I find, especially in the UK, the games companies are very willing to work with the university level students because they know that by the end of the time they've fought out the other side, they can employ them straight away. But we've got to nurture them before that. If we want students to have the skills and maintain strong skills to push forward the industry and breaking grounds, you need to start working with them before that. We just start working with them at 10 years old. The science curriculum, the design and technology curriculum, it could all be based upon gaming. The art and design, we could be working towards it there. Uh, mathematics, we could be using gaming, for, you know, ma uh, mathematics and gaming. There's all kinds of areas, trigonometry, so on and so forth. The games industry could be coming back, taking a step back, working with students from a younger age and then encouraging that stronger skill set before they even get to university. And that's what I'm trying to work towards getting to happen 
at the moment across the UK uh, I've started uh, the first gaming festival for age 10 years old up to 18 year olds there isn't one that exists in the UK uh, there's university level ones so I've now started the first uh, secondary school and college level gaming competition uh, which Arm, Unity, PlayStation and all these big companies are funding uh, which is yeah, the first one's actually happening uh, in two weekends time it's the very first wow. one and we've got about uh, I've got about 50 schools and colleges across the UK taking part which was bigger than I thought it was going to be for the first year but it's, it's enabling me to get the teachers to meet the games industry and say look meet these people now you've got a connection with the games industry try and get them in to work with you they will help you so it's, it's two sides teachers are scared to work with the industry the industry are looking at the, uh, the education thing kind of going we don't need to know them not until they get to university yes you do you need to know them now and that's what Rising Games has proven that's why we've got PlayStation working with us now uh, Frontier and we've got uh, Jagex and uh, Arm especially as well Arm particularly very much throwing uh, resources and uh, materials that us to be using to teach the students so they know when they've come out of university they've had rather than three years of specialist education five years of specialist education stronger workforce for the future uh, so yeah so that's hopefully what I'm going to start I've been talking to some people from the LA film, film and TV school we might be able to develop some link there and I'll, I want to help those guys and offer some support there we don't know I mean it's obviously a, a chat we had earlier Maybe we'll see where it goes but it'd be nice and how do you get around I mean I know there's like a very strict rule at E3 like no one under the age of 17 is allowed to come how do you get around to that get around that uh, thankfully when they do come here with us they're in their last year of the course uh, so they have gone to that 17 18 year old uh, age range so yeah that's it is unfortunate because the first years some of them would love to come uh, but they uh, they're too young <laughs> so we can't bring them it's this kind of nice little goal for them as well though they've had that two years of developing a product and refining something ready for bringing here as well so it's quite nice like that <laughs> cool and can you tell me is there a place where I could find like a list of Rising Games courses and like kind of lay out for our readers like this is what a typical student of Rising Games would uh, partake in yeah uh, we have a website uh, so we've got www.risinggames which is uh, rising with a z uh, rather than an s yeah, uh, .co.uk <laughs> And on there, uh, the website basically covers everything we do. So there is all about the course, uh, so how it's about learning and applying and enterprising. Uh, it's got all the contact details about if someone wants to study on the course, uh, but at the same time, it's got contacts for, so like the industry wants to support us and help us out that way. Uh, and it goes over, has all the links to all the games that we make for free, uh, that we give away. We don't charge for our games. They're all free. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great way of just exposing, basically, their CV to the industry or to the public. Uh, and it's got all it's got all the all the information on there. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk yeah, to me. I really you, appreciate it. Oh, it's awesome.